Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Big news today was a possible sale of the Miami Marlins. Forbes was the first one to report there was a handshake deal. They had a couple sources say that David Sampson has been saying a handshake deal exists for a possible $1.6 billion sale. Mike Exisa of CBS Sports added to the story as well, wrote about it. He joins us right now in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They're truly steps beyond convenient. Thank you for taking the time to come on with us today. Sure, I'm happy to come on. Uh, Now, there's a long way, a big gulf between a possible handshake deal and, uh, and and a sale itself. Particularly, I think one of the biggest roadblocks is one of the things that Forbes reported is that this reported real estate developer, and we learned, according to the Miami Herald, that it's not Dolphins owner Steve Ross, isn't liquid. It would take some divesting of real estate to actually come up with enough cash to make this deal come through. Yeah, and that, I mean, obviously that'll take some time. And MLB has, they have very strict uh, debt limits for their teams. And when and when a team is sold, there's a bit of a grace period before the new ownership has to meet those debt limits. But this is obviously something the league is, is concerned about. They don't want somebody who whose money is all tied up in real estate to purchase the team and run into some financial problems down the road. So that this is a big obstacle. It'll take time to figure out. And even the process of just once they agree to sell the team, the process of getting that finalized, that takes a long time in and of itself. Mike, the, uh, the, the Marlins are reportedly worth – Somewhere in the range of about six hundred and fifty to seven hundred million dollars, about six seventy five maybe. This sale of one point six billion, um, they don't own the stadium, obviously. The T V rights aren't gonna bring in a ton of income. It sounds like a ton of money. Yeah, you know, it it, it does seem like a ton of money because the Mariners sold last year or two years ago, whenever it was, the team was valued at I think it was like one point two billion and they sold for one point four. You know, with the Marlins, there's I feel like there's some uncapped potential with the Marlins. They could sell the naming rights to the stadium. The television contract expires in I think three years. There's some there's some some ways to make money with this team, but ultimately this we're talking about a difference of almost a billion dollars here between the, the what the value is, what the franchise is valued at and what their owner is willing to pay. So I'm not really sure how they arrived at that number, but I don't think. Uh, it's completely crazy. I think this is where we're getting right now. Like I said, the Mariners sold for $1.4 million not that long ago. The Dodgers sold for $2 billion. This is kind of where franchises are valued now in that $1.5 billion range. Uh, I'm guessing uh, – now, I haven't been outside all of yet today, but I'm sure there, there might be some Marlins fans uh, a little bit happy today outside of our uh, radio studios because even if this handshake deal doesn't go through, just the thought of Jeffrey Loria possibly selling the team probably has Marlins fans really happy. And I'm guessing uh, from your perspective of covering baseball, a ownership change for the Marlins might be just what this team needs. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and there were definitely a lot of 
Marlins fan I saw on social media. It was just Marlins fans. It was fans of all baseball, really, that was happy to see. There's a chance the Marlins might be able to move on without Loria. You know, Loria, he is certainly within baseball the least popular owner, maybe in all of sports. And fans are kind of eager to move on from him. And I think it will be good for the franchise overall to 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 separate themselves from Laurie. I think that'll be a positive. You know, the next owner comes in, he's not going to have to do much to make fans like him because they're gonna, they're eager to get away from Laurie and get somebody new in there. So, uh, yes, fans are absolutely excited. And it's not just Marlins fans. It's really everybody in baseball because, you know, fans, they want to see good teams. The Marlins, I feel like they have a lot of talent, but they're still, they still seem always to be held back by something. And usually that something is Laurie. Now, one of the four joined by Mike Axisa of CBS Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Axisa. That's Mike A X I S A. A couple of things that might be attractive to a new owner is it now it's four years away. I grant you, but that's when the old, the current TV deal expires. They're only getting about twenty million a year, and that's what's been driving revenues up is these local TV deals. I imagine that will go way up because despite the attendance, I think the ratings are actually pretty good. Also, the fact that. The Marlins only have three long-term deals. You know, Mike Stanton, John Carl Stanton, excuse me, D. Gordon, and Kristen Yelich, and that's it. So, I mean, there's cost certainty with some young, good players, but the rest of the team, is it, it, it's a blank slate, and that can be attractive to a new owner as well. Yeah, and you even mentioned the contracts. You know, Stanton's contract is the only one of those that is, like, huge money. Right. Yelich contract, the Gordon contract, those are not outrageous contracts and it by any stretch of the imagination. The new owner would come in have close to a clean slate with the payroll, and that's obviously really attractive for whoever takes over. And, you know, like I said earlier, the they naming rights to the stadium could go for sale, obviously. That's a, another revenue stream there. The TV contract, it is four years away, but that's that's going to be big. They are getting, like, $20 million, which is, I mean, that's nothing. You know, they should be getting, uh, like, triple that at least. And, you know, new owner, when he comes in, that's, that's why there's a big difference between the value of the franchise and what it's going to sell for, because uh, the Loria would be selling the future earning potential. He'd be selling the ability to name the stadium, whatever, to get a new television contract. That's that's where that difference comes in. I do think there's definitely some untapped potential with this franchise. You know, whether or not uh, that will re- result in more fans showing up and everything, that I really can't answer that. Who knows? Now, Magic Johnson owns a piece of the Dodgers, and but I, I think if fans wanted former baseball players to be involved in this, uh, A-Rod, who lives locally, and Derek Jeter, who lives across state in Tampa, uh, Joel Sherman of the uh, has been reporting that uh, neither one is going to be involved in an ownership group. I think that might disappoint fans on one hand and thrill them on another. Yeah, um, you know, both Jeter and A-Rod have said, they want to get involved in an ownership group at, at some point, not necessarily together, but they want to do their own thing and own a team one day. And, you know, when you hear the Marlins for sale, it's not not hard to connect the dots and think A-Rod might be involved like Johnson is, where he's just part of an ownership group. But apparently that's not the case. And, you know, who's really – who? how do we know what kind of owner A-Rod would be or what kind of owner Jeter would be? They might be great for all we know, but they're not involved. Um as far as we know, you know, Steve Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, isn't involved either. And we're kind of, it's kind of the process of elimination right now. We don't really know who's involved, but, you know, it, it might take a little while before finally. It sounds like this is a very informal handshake agreement. It might take a little while before we get an actual name here. 
Mike Axisa from CBSSports.com joins us here on AM790 FM 104.3 HD to the ticket. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Axisa. Call of uh, uh, covers Major League Baseball for CBSSports.com. Mike, uh, the reports out there that we might see a little. Uh, uh, let's let's put a runner on second in extra innings oh God. for the uh, for some of the minor league games or spring training games. What the hell? Yeah, that's that's a terrible idea, and there's 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 no way this should apply to major league baseball. I can understand if you want to go in the minor leagues where you have pitchers on innings limits and things like that, and you don't want them to get hurt. Maybe you do it there because it's a way to limit innings. You don't want guys to get hurt. They actually. They use this rule in, in like, international tournaments and in, uh, like, amateur tournaments and stuff. And every single inning, they start with the second runner on second. The first guy the first guy bunts them over. The second guy gets intentionally walked instead of the double play. Every single time. It's <laughs> terrible. And it's, it's yeah, I, I understand. Look, Rob Manfred, since he took over as commissioner, has been very willing to listen and think about new ideas. And that's good. This is one that should get, like, two seconds of consideration and tossed aside. There's just no way this should happen. It's a terrible rule. I know they're going to do it in low A or like the, the rookie league and all that. And it just, it's, it seems so gimmicky. And I know Joe Torrey, who's one of the guys in charge of major league baseball wants to spare 15 innings and so from pitchers, but those don't happen all that often. It just seems to be a way overreaction to something that happens so rarely in baseball. Right. And, and like I said, if they, you want to do this in the minors where, where you have pitchers who are you're trying to keep healthy and things like that, I can understand that. In the major leagues, no, you gotta you gotta just continue playing a normal game here. It's that's, that's the way to do it. And like I said, you know, I'm glad Manfred is willing to just at least entertain new ideas. But this this no, this is one that should not we shouldn't see any time ever in the major leagues. Mike on our way out on a completely selfish note, so I apologize to the listeners. Are my Cubs gonna repeat as World Series champions this uh, year? Fredo. <laughs> I would have to think they're the favorite right now for sure. So, okay. Hey, thanks very much. Appreciate your time. Sure. Happy to come on. That was Mike, uh, Mike Axisa of uh, CBS sports who uh, joined us. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.